so apparently the first 30 seconds or so of the show didn't record, so uh, jumping in here. Sorry, folks. Um, Review-wise. So instead, it being the 10-year anniversary this past week of Sunshine coming out in UK cinemas, um, we're going to do a commentary. Um, well, yeah, it's first one we've done for a while. Yeah, no, yeah. God, I can't even remember the last one we did. Um... We've done some after Streets of Fire, I'm sure. Was it Court Cabin Corner? Might have been. It's been a bloody actually, while. Yeah. It has been probably yeah, been a, a couple years. Yeah, well, it'll add to some great ones. What have we done so far? We've done uh, Alex Cross, Alex Cross Rocky, Rocky, Five, yeah. Conan, Streets of Fire. Yeah. And now Sunshine. Um, yeah. So, and now which, Sunshine. I, I, to be fair, I've watched uh, two other films this week, if you can count Peppa Pig, my first cinema experience as a film, which you can't. So <laughs> I've watched one other film this week. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah um, the, the, the Nintendo Switch has been taking up my time. Shovel Knight on Nintendo Switch. Shovel Knight. Amazing. I spent ten hours playing it this week. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've, I've actually watched some stuff this week, which is quite, which is quite amazing, but I, 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 it's stuff that I quite easily talk about next week. It gives me a lot lot of ammunition for Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be back on it in, in, the, next, in the next week or so. Um, have you, I, I, just before we, we begin the commentary, um, are you thinking of checking out The Void? Uh, because that's, that's on iTunes, and I'm rather intrigued by that. Yes, I am actually. Yeah, I probably will be checking out. To yeah, be honest, cool. yeah. Right, yeah, we'll probably talk about it in what we watch next week. All right, so uh, back to the matter at hand then. So Mark and I are both using an iTunes copy of Sunshine. Um, I have a runtime of one minute forty-seven minutes twenty-five seconds on this. So uh, I have uh, I have one minute seconds and seven seconds, but. Passed it up to went twenty one minute forty seven twenty five. Uh, okay. Two seconds in. Cool. Okay, so um, that's weird considering we're both watching it on iTunes. But um, oh, do you know it's what? A little bit, isn't it? Do you know what? It's weird. Like at the top, it's it says one forty seven twenty five left, and at the bottom it says one forty seven twenty four. So I don't know how the fuck that works. But um, so. I suppose we'll try and sync up as best as possible, but I know like I, my, iTunes streaming, it takes a couple of seconds to kick in sometimes, so we'll try and keep it as, as close as possible. But are uh, you ready, Mark? I, I read it a go. Yeah, this can be, I think what's going to be really interesting about this is uh, it's going to be, it, 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 it kind of, I you in a way because uh, you know a lot more about this movie than me. But I'm enjoying kind of almost... Almost sort of coaching, I'm not coaching you, but sort of been guided through it by you is what I'm really looking forward to. Sort of like the bits that, that stand out for you and things like that, and why why you love this film so much. It's sort of yeah, it's I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Jesus, all right, no pressure. All right, let's do this then. Um, <laughs> so three, two, one. Uh, so the Fox logo starting backwards is. A triumph, I feel. Um, yeah. The thing is, the Fox Searchlight logo doesn't get played around with all that much. I mean, to be fair, the Fox one doesn't either. I mean, you get um, 
the X-Men films, like, well, some of them anyway, it, it, like, as it's going down, the X kind of stays on screen a little bit. But beyond yeah. that, you don't get all that much. Um, even though I do like um, the way the fanfare kind of, like, trails off into the score at the start of uh, Alien 3. Um, yeah. Now... What we're what we're watching now is the opening monologue, which I I was saying to Mark on WhatsApp drunkenly last night. I love the economy of the storytelling here. This, in about a minute or so of monologue, tells you everything you need to know before, like the first proper scene of the film. Yeah, the sun's dying. A bunch of people, a bunch of astronauts and physicists are going up to the sun to kickstart it. Essentially, or to purpose to create a star within a star. Um, the first mission failed. This is Icarus two. I mean, actually, I don't think they say the first mission failed, but he does say this is Icarus two, which gives you a sense of well, shit, what happened to Icarus one then? Um, it's also a testament to the visual effects here. I mean, the the film was done on a. A fairly high budget. I think it was about twenty five million dollars or something like that. So, you know, for a film, it's, it's listed. It's listed on a budget of forty million dollars. Oh, forty million, twenty five million, a million pounds. Might uh, forgive me. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's expensive, and especially considering it is that it is a UK film. Um, mm. You know, it was produced in association with the UK Film Council, as they were known back then, before it kind of got merged into BFI when they closed down. Um, it it was produced by Andrew McDonald, who is uh, a, a, a UK-based uh, producer um, with his company DN, uh, DNA Films. Uh, you know, in, uh, British writer, English writer, English director. Uh, you know, filmed in England. In England, it's it's very much an over here film even though for all intents and purposes you would think it was a US film yeah I think that's because they, they, they what they wanted to do was because it's a world problem um, I think they wanted the cast to be um, from what I understand they wanted the cast to be very international yes. uh, they, they even Captain I think was am I right in saying was originally American and then they changed it uh, to be a uh, a Japanese character to have that more a bit national feel yeah that was uh, very much uh, it was a Boyle led kind of thing that he wanted it to be international because like you say it's an international crisis and he was like extrapolating into the future well let's be honest it's not it wouldn't be an, a predominantly American crew in the future because of the way that the tech was going at the time you know um, mm. so it is it is around the world even though I think it's interesting that the essentially the smartest guy in the room Kappa is English in this. Uh, well, well, or is yeah. he? Is I think it's never really confirmed. Uh, it's never really confirmed. I think. No, uh, yeah. It's really nice to see um, Curtis in because he's always brilliant and thoroughly underrated. Yeah, and I mean he's he's an interesting part here because, frankly, the way that the, the kind of like the sun madness plot goes here. You would you would think that if there was going to be a bad guy, well, it, if there was going to be a bad guy, it would either be him or Chris Evans because Chris Evans is very antagonistic through certainly I'd say the first two thirds of the film, like so, like before 
they get over to Icarus One, and um, and, and uh, Evans is saying no, Kappa is the one who has to go. Uh, Mace is saying Kappa is the one who has to go back. He's very much against mm. Kappa, and you know, but he is just completely focused on the mission. Um, yeah, and I love that aspect of Mace all the way through. He is focused on the mission. Yes, he's fucked off with Kappa for uh, taking too much time to send his message at the start, but then he says, "I, I, I, I lost focus. I won't do that again." To um, to Searle when he's having like the kind of the debrief, and he doesn't. He is single-mindedly, almost sociopathically focused on the mission, and but that's the kind of person you want on 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 that trip. And well, yeah, it, it is. And I was just going to say, to be fair, if it was up to him, Icarus uh, Icarus 2 wouldn't have gone to Icarus 1, it probably would have all been okay. Yeah, it it would. I think the wonderful thing about this this story is, uh, about that I've always enjoyed about Sunshine, and very much enjoyed it on my rewatch last night, is it's everything is, is kind of meticulously planned, but the actual, the eventual idea of sending the payload into the sun is theoretical. Yes. Um, and even though everything's meticulously planned, the one thing that you can't kind of plan for is the, the human aspect of it. You know, these people might be the absolute best in the world at their jobs, but when you put that much pressure on them, then it's it's the I'm gonna use a football analogy. It's a terrible football analogy, but it, it will make sense. It, it's kind of the thing of a professional footballer can take a penalty in training a hundred times and will probably score ninety nine out of a hundred of them. Yet in a high pressure match, a World Cup final or anything like that. So many of them miss. It's like a fifth. It literally is a 60-40 percentage that drops so much. These guys are in the their fields version of that. You know, everything the fate of the planet rests on 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 them, and that's where um, the um, human error comes in. Not even human error, but the you know the the, the frailty that, that, that the humans bring to it the machines might all work but all it takes is is one fuck up from one person and the whole thing goes yeah straight up um i mean it, yeah it's that aspect of the of, of the plot is is brilliant the stresses and strains and madness of this kind of mission but it's not just Michael Bean getting the bends in the abyss, it you know, and just mm. going mad. Like it is people reacting in in different ways, and then obviously it leads up to Pinbacker, who has reacted in the most extreme way, I suppose. Um, and, and just while, while you were talking there, I mean, John Murphy's score was kind of kicking in as well, and um, it, the connection of audio and visual in this film I still find pretty captivating and the score is kind of all over the place I mean it's it's credited to Underworld as well but I mean they they did the song at the end and I, I'm not entirely sure they did all that much more to be honest and I mean Christ I am Clute do a song at the end as well so why not credit them um, yeah but this the, I love the the that the score is appropriate in all the times it's used, but then even like the sound design, like the sound 
the the sounds of the the message being sent just then, um, and you know the 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 signal sound, um, which is really quite threatening in itself. I I I I find this like the signal from Icarus One. It's um, mm. you know it it it's I it's almost it almost sounds dangerous just in itself. Um, now here you've got the the like the eye and the focus on the eyes, and I love the way that the captain is set up as potentially going down the same road as Searle, but he's earlier in the process. Um, and, yeah, I mean he's he's a character who's not super well defined just because of the fact that he's killed off what like forty five fifty minutes into the film, if if that. Um, but I, I I I like the the subtle way that it's in his in his eyes there, and there's a, there's a bit of an audio cue of a kind of like a slightly almost like crunchy sound that's um, repeated with um, Searle as well um, with with like the the, the blinking, uh, and it's almost like there's a sun madness starting to take hold, which is very early stages here. But with Searle, you kind of think if he was left on his own like Pinbacker was, he would turn into Pinbacker no problem. Um, but it's, yeah. it's the humanity around him that kind of like keeps him from going over the edge there. Um, yeah, so here we are. It's the, uh, the aforementioned scene earlier on where um, Evans well, is going up to him. Yeah, go on. What's interesting, interesting there, it never gets mentioned, it might be mentioned in another cut, but um, Mace has got um, dog tags on. Yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, and he, 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 I think that the whole before on mission uh, seems to very kind of idea that he's from a military background and that he's there. You know, he's he's there because of his engineering expertise, but you get the idea that maybe some kind of military training that's got him to be, no, it's, it's about the mission. Everything's about the mission, and that's his calculations are all based around that, whereas, you know, everybody else is, is a scientist in their field. It's, it's more, you know, their field comes before the mission, etc. And you know, it, it's why uh, Michelle Yeoh gets so impassioned by the, you know, the card uh, later on in the film, etc. Um, and it's not just a means for oxygen for her; it, it, it's it's hers, it's her link to, to to what was going on back in the the real world. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, now. What I mean, what I like about Chris Evans in this as well is that he's very much like a, a slightly dark mirror version of Captain America in his in his focus on the role as well. But he's a lot less idealistic, obviously. Mm. Um, but I, I I see the connective tissue there. You know, he's more Captain America in this than he is Johnny Storm. Um, yeah. And I mean, this this was a time where he was kind of just known as the guy from Fantastic Four, um, or, like, the guy from... Wasn't he in Not Another Teen Movie? He was in Not Another Teen Movie, yeah. So, you know, but this is a... You know, this is definitely a more mature role, and I think it kind of feeds into the stuff that he has been wanting to do subsequently as well. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean the first, that year I think also did. I mean, yeah, he did, he did fantastic for uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer that year. He voiced Casey Jones in TMNT. Uh, you know, this isn't the this isn't the Chris Evans that we now know now as as um, you know as Captain America or the fact that he does do the more kind of think PC bits. This is this is a different one for him. Um, um, where, like you say, he's kind of trying to show that he's got the acting chops, which he, he does prove quite well. I think, I think Chris Evans is a very, is a very, very actor. Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, and the the cast were all down for what this this film was going in as well. I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a paycheck job for any of them, um, and it, it's a shame how the film. When I'm, I'm being really careful with my words, um, just because when I was gonna, for those who don't know, I was planning on writing a book about the making of Sunshine, and I went so far as interviewing Andrew McDonald um, at the DNA Film offices in in London. This was about four years ago now, and I'm not gonna repeat some of the stuff that he said because I frankly I said I wouldn't but it's stuff that really made me think that if I went down that road it would probably kill my appreciation for the film um, yeah but yeah this isn't the film that they were wanting to make all along and that's largely because of the third act um but yeah so but all the cast were really really up for doing it at the time um that's yeah. that yeah that's it it got away from them it's yeah it, it, it seems like from from you it did kind of it, it was a i mean i think i've also it, it's the it was too tough on him. He'd never do anything this large scale again. No, I mean, funnily enough, um, he says, he was saying, like, you know, you only, like, big directors only have one sci-fi film, like, one big space film in them. Look at Ridley Scott. And it's like, well, what's he done? You know, that that, that was back in, like, 07, 08, and now Scott's done The Martian, Prometheus, he's doing Alien Covenant, so it's... Uh, you know, it, yeah. it, it, but you know, and I don't think he was he was talk, talking of like in the same like realms as or anything like that. He was just making that point that space films are incredibly difficult to do, and this was yeah. a really ambitious film, both in story concept, at production, and visuals being done on as tight a budget as they could possibly do. I mean, this film. I, you know, whether you like this film or not, it looks like it costs more than $40 million. Absolutely. What we're looking at now looks fantastic. It's fucking you stunning. Know, it's stunning. It's, it's the, we're looking at the scene, you know, where they're watching Mercury um, behind, you know, running across the front of the sun there. It's a, it's a fantastic looking movie uh, in terms of just the, like I said, the visual effects, uh, directorially, it's very well handled. The production design is, is fantastic as well. It's, there's, there's, there's so much, much right with this movie. Yeah, yeah. 
No, there is. I mean, we'll 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 get on to people's issues, not necessarily my issues, but people's issues. Now, yeah, I mean, one one thing that also I suppose doesn't go very far is the 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 character of Harvey. Um, who, yeah. Yeah, while listening to your space music, there it he is pretty two dimensional. Okay, that is absolutely fair enough. But I, you have to have that character who is like, I want to live, because yeah. none of the others are particularly vocal in that. I mean, sure they have their their, their misgivings about certain things, but. He is the he is the only one who who is very human. I would be like him, you know. I want to live. I'm important. I'm the captain of this ship, as he says at one point, you know. And even though you know, Mace says you're a comms officer on a ship that doesn't have any comms, you know, which is uh, <laughs> it's, it's such a great put down. Yeah, yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, I mean, it, what is staggering, and I mentioned it to, to, to yourself last night when I was watching it. Um, is how good this cast is. Oh, stunning, yeah. You know, these were little known right at this point. Uh, fair to say that in the past sort of decades since Sunshine Trunks, they've gone on to, to, to big things, you know. But just going on, you know, you've got Killian Murphy, Chris Evans, Rose, Michelle Yeoh, Cliff Curtis, Rookie um, Sedander, Benedict Wong, even. Um, it's it's quite crazy, you know, how throughout the years uh, that Danny Boyle has always had a great eye for talent, for acting talent. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean he's um, he gets. I think maybe apart from the beach, he casts the actor he thinks is right for the role. Yeah. You know, with with the beach, it was, and I mean, he said it said himself again. It's a production that kind of that got away from him. It was too big scale, and he had DiCaprio there. And I think, like, if he if he did it again, it would have been Ewan McGregor. You know, and I mean, obviously, that's well, he, that. he, he he wanted Ewan McGregor, didn't he? But uh, Ewan McGregor was um, scheduling conflicts. I think with the Phantom Menace could, could have been actually a bit. I think actually, yeah. But then it. The fact that he pressed on with DiCaprio did basically cause a, a a rupture in their relationship that's only been repaired within the last few years. Um, you know, and obviously you got Trainspotting too um, out, out of it, which is great. So, um, so uh, we, we, we're we're talking over the major exposition sequence, pretty much of the entire film here, with the uh, with uh, Icarus One and. You know, Chris Evans saying this is the most important part of our mission, and then Sil coming in here, and I like, I like the fact that all their arguments make sense. Yeah, you know, and yeah, Sil's. What's great here is Sil's not actually. He's just he's making a very bad point, and he's he's essentially brainstorming. Yes, which which is, which is great because. He, he could have just kept his mouth shut and it would have been nobody else many would have even thought of this even though what he's saying absolutely makes sense as as Kappa says mm. in, in a minute two bombs are better than one yeah 
But it's, it's like when he says, you know, but also he's the one who, when, in a second when Mace says, right, we'll have a vote, and he's like, no, we're not a democracy. Mm. We're a bunch of scientists. We'll sit down and we'll work out the, you know, the threat the, the to go around this. Yeah. It's, it, it feels like, that, you know, within the weight of this, that it, it's it's not only a good film, film construct, but also as well. I know that uh, we've mentioned it, but Brian Cox was not the uh, actor who first played Hannibal Lecter, far superior to Anthony Hopkins. Uh, but Brian Cox, the um, now celebrity uh, physicist, we call him, but he is a, a proper physicist as well. Um, you know, he was an advisor on the film, wasn't he? I mean, yes. it was quite highly publicised. You know, you get the feeling that there's little bits. Where if you've watched a lot of Brian Cox's work, there's a little bit he's sort of he's dealing with the point of saying you know they they would just sit around and talk about it. There's no point in why they vote. That's not how it works. Science is a democracy. It is work out based on the scientific facts in front of you. What is the best option? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, it m- makes me laugh that. Um... On the back of the Blu-ray, um, he's described as commentary with uh, Dr. Brian Cox, the University of Manchester. And it's, yeah. it's like now it would be, you wouldn't have to put that at all. It'd just be like, yeah, know who he is. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, so here's what you were saying earlier on about the um, the theoretical nature of it, which is which feeds into my argument for the third act. Um, it's spinning... And I am not entirely sure how uh, meant it is, but the whole everything is unreadable. You can't really tell what's what, you know, it's all theoretical. The confusion that I think arises in the third act, um, especially towards the end where they're slipping and sliding all over the place... I, I, you know, I think is just feeding into that we like we can't see how this is actually working. It's it's all unknowable because because of all the variables, and it's somehow visually and audibly seeping into the film to make it more make it more uh, unwieldy. Whether it's that or whether it's they just didn't really know how to end it. It's up to you, but that's what I'm telling myself in a fetal position. I, I, no, you see, I've, I've, I've never, I've never understood the argument against that. It, 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 it it's always made sense to me it, 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 until a few years afterwards, when people started bringing that up, I started noticing it as sort of film social media took off uh, and people mentioned sunshine. That's like. Hang on, I'd, I'd never thought about it that way. So that's that's never what came out of my mind. What came out of my mind was it's spinning. Yeah. Therefore, it's leveling out at different points. If you if you are on that and it's it's like side one side, you'll slip down one way. If it flips one eighty, you'll start sliding the other way. If it flips, if it flips around to a certain level, you'll be able to get up and fucking walk. Yeah. That's just. That's how it works. Um, and for people who say, oh, yeah, so it just happened to get up and, uh, and work and they happen to be able to run across to, to the bit that, that point. It's like, that's 
that's how films work. Chance happens. That's just how that how films work. If that didn't happen, it'd just end with them falling off it and dying, and everyone would go, "All right, so what's that? That's just it." You, you, it, it, it's it's I've said it before. It's the fucking face on a clock, and this film is turned around to three o'clock. That's it. Your, your, your level is 12 o'clock. This reality it is fuck because it's set here in the fucking future. You don't know that there isn't a fucking gravity field. Not mention the film, but you don't know there isn't an artificial gravity field that kicks in so that you can slide all around it. You don't know that. It might exist. It's the thing, isn't it? It's the fucking thank you for smoking. You can't smoke in space. We'll just mention that there's a thank God we made the blah blah blah. There's that. You know, it's any any space film, any film set in space. You have to leave an element of logic behind you because it's set in a future that you don't. They can't build tile worlds for you and. Picking it apart at the end is a little bit redundant because A, it's a film. B, it's not set in this world. It's set in a version of this world 50 years down the line from when it was made. Mm. 40 years from now. It's a really good argument. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the, I mean, the third act where it turns into a, essentially a horror film, I... I get, I get why, I get why people have issues with it, but it's the nature of Pinbacker which I find really interesting. We'll get, we'll get onto him like at at the time, mm. but um, for for now, I suppose we've got here the the kind of the kicking off of the emergency, and it's just because somebody fucked up, human error. Yeah, and it it is, and it is when you think about it, it's it's such, it makes sense that he forgot about. He's got all those other things to think about that the the, the shield and his it, 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 it's it's just a shift got to do that. It, it, it's it's the equivalent of I don't know of forgetting to take your charger to work. Yeah, and I, I mean I love that the framing immediately has him isolated immediately, um, which yeah. is completely what his worldview is, you know, but. Like there was a shot there where um, someone kind of like walked past him into the foreground, then he shunted to the right, and in this shot he shunted to the left. You know, um, mm. it, it's he's just an other part of it now, and he's not in any of these wide. Uh, well, he's not like focused any of these wide shots. He's just kind of like sat down in the background. It's. Um, yeah, the the isolate the isolation of him, I, I think, is yeah, really well you've done. You've got him just kind of looking round, just yeah. He doesn't know where to position himself. He, he can't. Is nobody's pissed off with him? Well, everybody, I, mean, I, I think everybody seems to kind of understand the Har- the situation. Harvey, in like kind of immediately says like Jesus Christ, Trey. You, you know, and it's. Harvey. Harvey's a Yeah, but then Harvey's that character. He's the that character yeah. in this film. Um, and he gets a I like, I like the way during, during this. Death, so. I like the way during this scene. Uh, the, the other guys are all putting on their own equipment, but 
Killian Murphy's um, having his equipment put on him by Rose Byrne. To be fair, I'd have, I'd have my equipment put on me by Rose Byrne. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's the whole Byrne Murphy thing is interesting because you know there's a cut of the film where where they had that little talk just before it all kicked off. They would have had a little bit of a kiss and whatnot, you know. Um, there was a there was I think an original script I remember reading once that there was going to be a a sex scene between them two in the uh, garden, yeah. but. Uh, once they actually started to sort of make the film, um, Boyle sort of reread over it and decided, this is fucking stupid. It doesn't make sense in this movie. It doesn't need to be here. Yeah. No, I mean, like, you, you, get, you, you get the feeling between them. You get that they're close and it's enough. You know, you, you don't need any of that. Yeah. You don't. I mean, it, 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 it is. And it's... Danny too smart a filmmaker to make a mistake like that. Yeah. Again, yeah, you, you've got here, you've got Bennett Wong, he, he is just sat on, on his own, and everyone else is just getting on with what they can do, and it's kind of like, yeah, like you, the, the sense of isolation there, but I mean, just look at it, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very good-looking thing. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say, I mean, and God, these costumes, man, the gold-plated spacesuit, and it, make, it completely makes sense from a technical point of view, but it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. You know, it's again, it's the production design. Um, uh, is it? Is oh, um, Mark Tilsley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Tilsley. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's yeah, actually, if you look at his, he's worked quite a lot. I think with um, with Danny Boyle, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. In fact, he does that. But he's also the things like he did High Rise, which I thought was quite interesting because that's a very, another very good looking movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's looking at quite a few decent-looking movies, to be honest. He did Blue Juice. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, Blue fucking Juice. Wow. I might watch that at some point soon. I haven't watched that in a long time. Is that like the Cornwall surfing film or something? Or yes, with Sean Pertwee, Catherine Zinger-Jones, and you McGuffin, funnily enough. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a terrible movie. <laughs> I could just I could just easily watch this bit, man. Like it's just the the shots are so fucking good. There's so much like detail in there, and I, I mean the fact that this is ten years old, like it just I genuinely don't think it's aged a day, and I'm, I don't no, think I, I'm I, saying that with rose tinted glasses. I mean, here is I said to you, I, I'm not. I think I've watched this since the day I went on DVD. Um, so that could have been 2000. And, I the day it was released on DVD, actually. So it's probably late 2007, maybe early 2008. Um, and I've watched it since then. Um, but it, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't look. Like, it looks like I, we could we could we could be reviewing this this week straight up quite easily. Um, and the only thing that had changed is the fact that they'd all be more well-known actors, but it doesn't it doesn't look hampered by it being ten-year-old. Um, it's it's hampered by ten-year-old um, social politics or anything like that. It's it's a film that could be picked out of. The group watched another ten years time, and I don't think it'll still look dated. There's just there's certain films that just don't look dated, and this does there's nothing in there to to, to date stamp it. 
No, I I very much agree with that. Like it's um, no, I mean it's stunning, and it's it's a film that it actually does seem to be getting more widely respected as the years go on as well. Like whenever talk of Danny Boyle comes up, it always seems to be the one where people are like. Oh, do you know what the most underrated Danny Boyle film is? It's Sunshine, you know, and it's um, I mean, the, the thing is, I remember the 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 opening weekend of it in the UK. It was a, ironically enough, it was a very sunny, hot weekend that weekend, and it it kind of just got killed because of that. You know, it was one yeah. of those ones where it kind of was just pretty much done after three days, and you know, I mean, Danny Boyle had his reputation, but his next film was Slumdog Millionaire, and then he was Danny Boyle. You know, he... Because he, he was quite an up-and-down filmmaker, and in a way he still is, in, in terms of like general appreciation of him. Because, I mean, after Slumdog, you had... Um, you had, uh, what was it, Trance after Slumdog? Yeah, I think so. Was there not one in between? I'm not sure. Maybe I don't think maybe it was, actually, no. I, I, I'd always akin him to a little bit, uh, in a way, to somebody like John Carpenter, in a way, of the fact that he has, he tends to have a, a big hit, and then he makes a film after the big hit that doesn't quite find an audience. And then he has a couple of movies, and then he makes another one that, to find an audience. And it seems to happen a little bit like that. But, like you say, it's up on now. I think, yeah, after... Not after it was. Uh, he did 127 hours. Oh, of course he did. Of course he did. Yeah, and then it was trance because it was a bit like, right, I want to go back to my roots a little bit. Yeah, and then and then he did Steve Jobs, even though, it, which is probably the most director for hire film he's ever done, and yet he still brought a lot of himself to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it probably is his most directed for hire movie. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, well, I mean, he was he was he was kind of parachuted in. Really, it was almost like because Fincher dropped out and Christian Bale dropped out, and it was almost like right, we're gonna we're gonna do this now because we're gonna do this now. We're too far down the road. We're just gonna get on with it, and then they got boil in. And you know, I mean, we we both really like Steve Jobs, but it doesn't. Yeah, seem- it, it, it's. It, it it doesn't seem to have really kind of stayed in the cultural zeitgeist. Weirdly, though, it's um, and it in a way, like, I, I don't think Train Spotting Two has either. Really, like it kind of feels like that film slightly came and went. Um, it, isn't it? Didn't it come out just recently in the states? Yeah. Um, and it, well, I think it's all right in the States, I think. Yeah, it you know, did. It did, did fantastically, like, but it did, it did, it did all right. okay, yeah. You know, I think it was always going to be a strain, I think, at TT, um, in, in the fact that I don't think it was ever going to make a, a terribly a, a high amount of money. I always think it was going to make a moderate amount of money. They made it more, more because they could than anything else. I don't think it was ever going to break what the first one made. And the first one didn't make that much. But the thing is, I could see Trainspotting in T2. And a lot of Danny Boyle films, you know, the same thing happened with Sunshine. Uh, I heard a thing about it today, which said, said um, it's considered to be a bit of a box office flop because it didn't make its budget back uh, box office. But 
the studio don't consider it a, a flop or a bomb because it, it did really well on video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was... Um, I think it's telling that it was a fairly early Fox Blu-ray release as well. Um, <laughs> you know, because it is a really pretty film, even though I was watching it last night and just thinking, like, I'd really quite like to see this in 4K. Um, but well, that's kind of how it is now. What's really quite interesting is... Um, I watched I watched this last night and on Friday night um, I fiction first time and published a fantastic movie but it made for eight million dollars and the more you get away from that and you look at films when you go back to it you do start to look at it and go do you know what you, you can see that this was made for eight million dollars you can sure. see what Tarantino does with forty million dollars you can see that this was that whereas this is the same. It's kind of like, in a way, it's it's so much more than its budget. And sci-fi is a hard sell. You know, we've got the proper everything going to shit now, um, where the garden's gone, and you know, they're now having to make decisions about what to do. You know, you've got refusing to you know, to, to, to go at a sign. But Harvey does come to it here. You know, at which. It's it's a strange one in the fact that you know what happens to him you know in, in just a few short minutes uh, well not a few short minutes about sort of ten fifteen minutes time you know he's trying to save his captain there and then you know in fifteen minutes time he's trying to save himself and this is the this is the bit we get Bennett Wong that's it he's you know he's looking at it as if you know now he's responsible for. For someone's death now. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's him going off the edge, and I, I, I like that. You know, you've got that shot there of Mace and like Jen, like and and Cassie looking horrified, but you know, it's not the shot of like, yeah, I'm going to get on with this fucking mission. It's like, yeah, I know what I've done here, you know, and I'm not happy about it, but I'm going to, you know, I'm just, I'm going to get on with my job, um, and the fact that he gets mm. the captain to back him up as well is. You know, yeah. it's it's really interesting, and the captain's just completely like he's he's right. Um, yeah, that's it. It, it, it. It's a it's almost like the the, the unspoken the unspoken unspoken thing that none of them want to kind of admit is that none of them are probably ever going to make it back from from mission. Yeah, and I mean, like to be fair, Mace is the one who's like, "Well, cancel the ticker, t- ticker tape parade." You know, it's he he knows. He knows, um, and he just doesn't want to like scream at people about it. I suppose you know, but it's uh, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. What do you do? Maybe yeah, that's it. It's I think that maybe he he might scream, but he he knows that he had that he had that moment, that break, that lapse of concentration, that that break in his psyche earlier that he's now he's back in his control calm center you know i always think this this is a, a fascinating sort of scene here where you've got so essentially in his ear yeah you know and the fact you know you know there's that going on and it is that sort of descent into you know sun madness or whatever it's categorized as that's what yeah i mean that's what i'm calling it but i mean you had a shot there of um like kind of focusing on um, the captain's eyes. Oh, and uh, here is the start of the greatest music cue in film history. 
Um, but anyway, it's um, a hell of a scar, isn't it? Like seriously, this fucking piece of music, man. Like I know it pops, it kind of pops up and is expanded upon later as well. But Jesus fucking Christ, I remember <laughs> the first time I when I saw this in the cinema, man. Like it was, it was pretty much like I'm never actually going to see anything better than this. Like I'm yeah, it, like, it, it, this it, experience. It, it, fucking hell. Sorry. Can you imagine being, being, being sat there when you know it, it, it's John John Murphy, is it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Sorry, yeah. Um, can you imagine being sat there as, as Danny Boyle, you know, as, as a director when you've made this movie and then being sat there and he goes, "How about this?" Oh fuck! And be going, "What the fuck? That's what the shit." I mean, this feels like <laughs> you, the climax just... of a film. Yeah. You, you, you'd just be saying, you, you, you'd be going home going, we, we've not we've not got a good score. We've got one of the all-time best up there. And I, I, I say that without any sort of hyperbole at all. It is an incredible piece of music that is so perfectly used each time it's used in the movie. Oh fucking up! Seriously, man, I'm this is, it, it is like a climax. So I'm genuinely getting goosebumps, and I've seen this like, film I don't know how many I, times. It's so fucking good. This section and just the shot of his eyes there, and the sun, and again, I, oh, it was fantastic on the big screen as well. Fuck me. Hey, by the way, neither of us have seen Life. What's the betting that Hiroyuki Sanada is the first one to die in that film as well? <laughs> yeah, it would Isn't he the captain it? in that as well? <laughs> he is, yeah. It's, it's just it's so fucking weird. Um, but yeah, I, so... I love the... The, like just the full force of sun there, you know. Like yeah. it's it's weird that the sun is a massive flaming ball in the sky, but you don't think of it as a massive flaming ball in the sky, and yet that is the sun is a fucking massive flaming ball in the sky, and it is gonna fuck up everything around it. But then the concept of it's almost like there's something in the light of the sun. There, yeah. that is the, the the sun madness. It's it's like there's something approaching God that you you can't see because it would like essentially if you look at it too long, it will it will it will make you go blind. And you know, just the the fact that it's like, well, if you could see what is beyond there, then what you know, what is there? Is that God? I mean, like, oh fuck. Sorry, it just. I think this was so this was also one of the the first times when um, I remember reading. And it, I think it was with Killian Murphy, where he said that he, he wasn't allowed to do any of the um, the PR for it uh, for this because uh, he basically said to Danny Boyle, "Look, if somebody asks me a question about it, I'll I'll, I'll give away the ending. I'm terrible." Yeah. And it was because apparently he gave away so much doing PR for Red Eye and Man Begins <laughs> that now it, it, it's like, don't let him go on anything in a movie because he's telling you the fucking end. And he's, it can be, it's itself 
that he just, if somebody asks him a question and says, oh, so what did you care to do here? He'll just say it and he'll finish saying it and go, wait a minute, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I think actually when he was uh, doing some promo work for Dark Knight Rises, I think he did it with on Kermode. And he, he, he specifically said to Kermode, please don't ask me any questions about the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right, that's right. Um, so, this, the whole what to do with Trey is so interesting here, because you've got Cassie just being completely humanist, and Corazon just... I think openly just kind of being like I'm I'm pissed off with him and we need the oxygen yeah he should probably die you know and even even though maybe 10 minutes ago when the oxygen oxygen garden was all right would she be saying that you know it's it's interesting how her character's kind of slightly corrupted by the burning of the oxygen oxygen garden and um, you know, it's it's her focus on that, which kind of leads to her death because she's so focused on the the little green shoot that she doesn't notice Pinbacker. Um, and it, you know, again, it's like eyes oh, not being on the prize. Uh, you know, if 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 Mace teaches Kappa anything in this film, it is eyes on the prize, and that's you know kind of why Kappa's able to survive at the end, I suppose. Um, you know, because I mean, like in in any other film, it would be Macy would be surviving. You know, he'd get the redemptive character arc, but it, no, it's the physicist who's kind of guilty for some shit during the film, but circumstantially because he didn't like. It, it's not like he wanted to go over to Icarus One. It was just it was the right thing to do, um, and and you know he just goes through the. The, the film feeling bad about that stuff, but he gets the job done. Um, I mean, apart from Mace, would any of the other, uh, maybe the captain, would any of the other characters actually been able to do that? I, I wonder. Yeah, exactly. Now, this is a lovely little bit as well. Um, you know, the whole being terrified about essentially knowing your fate and but then they're creating something like beautiful and no, I'm not scared. It's, um, but the way that Cassie then says, well, I am, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I think she's kind of saying what the audience is thinking there, you know? Yeah. There, there, there is a certain, a, a, a without question element of that, of, you, you, you know, you, you're, he's, you know, he, I think he's, Kappa, or, or, or with all this, he does seem to be one of them that's already kind of come to terms with the fact that he's not going home. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's whereas, so quiet during the film. Yeah, whereas you get the idea that, that, that Cassie hasn't, that's it, it's something that she's, because I suppose part of it, because she's the she's the pilot. Yeah. You know, she's, her her mission is to get them there yeah, and shot, get them Sorry, back. Fucking, oh. Uh, sorry, carry on. Yeah, that's no, it man. is. Fuck. He's lovely. But no, no, you're you know, right. That, yeah. that, that's model work, isn't it, as well? Uh, yes, it is, yeah. It's model work, which is fantastic. That, that is why it has definition. It looks fantastic. Yeah. That 
is why the movie hasn't aged. If this movie would have been made three years before or three years after, so 2004 or 2010, that shot would look like shit now. Yeah. Because it would have either been too early in CG or too far in CG, but it's not. Nowadays, I think they'd use models nowadays for that. Model work has become it's become a used thing again because it, and it makes sense but that the reason why that looks so nice it's got the definition and the it, it's what you're looking at it's a physical thing it's not just an artist's rendering of a physical thing absolutely and um, I mean it, it, I mean speaking of like tactility as well the fact that Searle has essentially got sunburn now as well um, yeah you know, the, the way that his body is kind of early, very early stage, stages Pinbacker. Yeah, I mean, P- Pinbacker is essentially sunburn personified. Um, That's it. It, it. It's a very, it, it's, um, there's, 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 there's a shot earlier, about, about a minute or two earlier, I think, where they're all talking and he actually, he peels a little bit yes. off his neck. Yes. You know, and then it comes in, and it's 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 another thing that that kind of there's a lot going on within this movie that's not that's not mentioned, that's not brought up between the characters. It's just something that's there, and and, and that that you know him having sunburn is, is one of them. Mm. No, I I also love the single frame images of the crew um, here as well, um, which which pop up every now and then. Um, very disconcerting, like just then. Yeah. Just the the all the the dust. Yeah, I mean it's um, it makes sense from a story point of view, but it just adds a layer of creepy to the whole thing, which is which is just fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, it adds a what's going on. It, it adds to the mystery, I suppose, of the whole thing. It's where the film starts becoming a little bit of a the unknown. And I don't think there's any hint whatsoever of Pinbacker at all in this. Still entire, been there. It, yeah, in this entire bit, like. And the thing is, when the, the the kind of the bridge gets decoupled, you're not even thinking at the time, like, well, who did that? Um, no. It's just like, shit, another thing's gone wrong. Um, and then it's only really after that it's like, well, who did do that? And and then it's kind of forgotten again for a bit until um, Icarus says, like, like you're, you're, you're going to die. Uh, yeah. you're dying you know and I like there's five people on board yeah yeah I, I like the way that the, the the film carries over that kind of like not one not thinking 100% kind of way into that um I because I, I don't know I mean like if you'd had a like a cutaway to like somebody moving or something at some point then it, it just would have it would have been too much. Um, even though, then again, maybe it would have got people more prepared for Pinbacker, which, considering reactions to Pinbacker, maybe wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. Who's to say? But um, I, I personally, I like it. Um, I 
the problem is there it is if we know he's there you can you start asking the question how don't they know he's there yeah no that's true I mean they, so yeah. it, it completely takes away from that they have no idea he's there until uh, Icarus says no you're gonna die yeah there's five people aboard. Five crew members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's, there's that. It's it's um, it's taking that away. It's, it's again. It, it's it's all burned down. And we said it when we reviewed T two, uh, Transporting Two, that Danny Boyle is a very very smart filmmaker. Mm. And. For him, I would be that he'd say, you know, why is there no, why is there no sort of sign of him back here? Because why would there be? No, I mean that's the thing. He's he's probably just, I mean, the whole how is Pin back and survived thing is a, a question. But then he's a pretty fucking supernatural presence anyway. So um... that that's that's the whole thing. It is is it's the Pinbacker's the he's. The, we don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's he's, the, he's the everything's we've gone beyond what we know. We're now into theory, and we're messing with things that we don't know about. And you know, Pinbacker, the film it never states its beliefs, and Pinbacker's very much saying that he spent the past six and a half years talking to God. Yeah. Well, he might be crazy. He might have spent the past six and a half years talking to God. Yeah. In yeah. this film world. And that, that is a, 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 a worldly power he's been given. You know, and the fact there's, there's that to consider on it. It's uh, Once they've ventured beyond the known, they're into the unknown. And Pinbacker is the unknown. No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and what what he's saying there is it our place to challenge God? I mean, it's um, reminds me of Stakeland. You know, the um, the bad guys in Stakeland who are like, well, you know, this is this is God's work, and we're going to help God do His thing. So they chuck all those vampires into that settlement in that that one scene in Stakeland. You know, it's the the religious fundamentalists if they felt that any like virus or anything like that was was caused by god they would probably propagate the fucking thing yeah they would do absolutely yeah you know, uh, it's uh yeah i mean it, it, it's just it's going along with that which is you know it's it's mad it, it is it seems like madness but to them it's complete rationality you know it's uh but then he's also a sunburnt guy who's managed to stay alive on that ship but then they had enough o2 for, to, yeah, to, 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 to save, what is it, they said three people. Yeah. And he's one. Yeah, exactly. And he's got shitloads of food. Exactly. So, who's to say? Yeah, and, but you know, fucking hell, Matt Damon survived on Mars with nothing. That's true. He really did. He did. Yeah, he actually did. They sent him to Mars. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, and again, the music here is absolutely appropriate you know it's it's gentle and very very far away from that main theme i was coming over 10 minutes ago um but fits the bill 
there's a good, good shot there of um, of, of Harvey, Harvey when yeah. he says, you know, I've found the crew. And it's it's a realisation of, shit, that's going to happen to us. Yeah. You know, the fact that they've got on there and, you know, it, it's a realisation of him. I think it, it, it's, it's what spurs on his reaction in a few minutes. If he doesn't, he doesn't want this to happen to him. Yeah. Yeah, like you say you, with this at this point, you just think that it, it, it it's just another it's just bit of bad luck. Yeah, you know, fucking solar winds or whatever. No, exactly. You know, so so just something's just happened. Well, that's the thing, like, would they actually say in, in real life, like, oh, someone must have disabled it, I don't know how that's happened. It's just like, no, we've got to get on with it, you know. And, it's, come, and, it's, it, it, it's come uncoupled. You wouldn't, nobody would go, how? They'd just, they'd be too focused on, what is it? Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't matter how yeah. it comes uncoupled. There you go, we don't know why it's done. Yeah. Yeah, it is. The line there that, that explains it, done. You know, you don't you don't look for reasons why at the time. You do it afterwards. Mm. Get a situation resolved to, to, to the best of what you can do, and then work out why it happened. Mm. But it is here that, that, that you know they go straight into you know. It, it, there's no here straight away. Mace. He doesn't start right. He does no thought process for him of right. Who is it? It's just immediately he starts suiting up Capra. Yeah. You know, and even Capra immediately gets in it because he knows, do you know what? You're I'm right. the most essential person here. Mm. And the fact that he doesn't say anything, Capra here doesn't say anything to, to Harvey. He's just staring at him. Is mm. is wonderful. It gives you an idea that there's maybe something between them. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're both argue, arguing it, but Capra's just just stood there, just staring at him. But that's the thing; it's because he, it, and again, it's like it's just because he feels he feels kind of bad about it. You know, it's like it's I'm not getting out of the suit. I'm not, you yeah. know, I'm not going to rub your face in it. I'm not going to have an argument with you. The, the, it, there's a there's a look of him that's 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 saying it's not up for discussion. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. But as well, you, you also get this where they're in this situation and you, you get the insight into why these people have been chosen yeah. for this mission. Because straight away there, it's it's gone from, we can't get out, he's in the suit, that's it, to, wait a minute, I've got an idea. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's that that thinking outside the box and thinking beyond everything and going like that and that thinking in that best situation of there, there it proves to you that's why he was sent, that's why Mace was sent above the other thousand people that had his um, capabilities totally. this is why he was sent you know, it, 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 it's the it's that all the way through it, they all get their moment to kind of go to shine almost You know, and he's not—he's not 
he's not thought. It, it, it's the thinking of, and it's, it's brought up ten minutes ago. Um, it's the thinking of right, solve this problem now. And he hasn't even thought. Oh shit! How are we going to set it off? Because it has to be done manually. It's not even hit his mind. And then he hits it now. Of shit, he's right. Yeah. It's the same as the you know we we will lose comms towers three or four. Oh, we don't need them here. Comms are down. We'll need them to get back. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll sort that out there. Uh, yeah, I mean I like that. It's like if the comms towers were required to get there. Fair enough, but he is so mission, mission, mission that it is anything to get the mission done and then worry about how they get back after. It's, um, that's the thing. He's just, he's a very, very strong character. Um, and I, I like the way that, you know, so it's the, 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 the understanding that Mace has with Sir when he says, no, Harvey, it's me. And, it, and like, and, 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 you know, Mace and Sir have not really, seen eye to eye through the film but it's almost like Mace understands Sills basically getting off here he understands you know and I think there's a part of Sill that's like I want to stay here I want to like have my talk with God yeah this, 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 it is yeah there's almost a no if I'm going to die which I'm going to die I want it to be the way I want to go yeah I don't. I don't want it to be the way that we're, well, we're the and and the end how Harvey goes in a few seconds. You know, it's it's almost like he's he's seen he's seen everything he wants to see, and the only thing he wants to see now is the thing that will kill him. Yeah. But he's happy with that. It's the he's become so obsessed with it. He's worth to die for that moment of of knowing. Yeah, and in the end of the day, if he gets to help out his crewmates at the same time, then so be it. Yeah. This is so unfortunate, though, for, for how, even how much of an arsehole he's being, you do kind of go, oh. It, it's interesting as well, because Boyle cuts back to it a few times, and it is a bit like he's uh, he's having a little bit of glee there, because you get the shot coming up where the blood comes out of his mouth, yeah. Um, and then I think there's another shot where, yeah, there's another shot where like he bumps into something and part of him breaks off. Yeah. And, and, is, then, yeah. You, and then you see like the, the 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 eyes kind of glassing over, and it. it's a bit like bloody hell, boy. All like. And, and, and then he turns into a fireball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. God. Yeah. There's that as well. So it's a bit like. All right, yeah, he's fuck you, Harvey. He, yeah, it is a bit of fuck you, Harvey, isn't it? It's and it's weird because it's such a humanist film, and yet it ever so slightly seems to take glee in his death. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, here. Sorry, my one pause slightly, but it's back now. Yeah. So here we go. Like, here's the first part. Yeah. Put that on the mouth. It's just such a... And the look on his face as well, man. Like, he just looks terrified. Yeah, it's that. He's he's, he's dying. There's nothing he can do about it. Mm. This doesn't... ...in this movie, does he? Sorry, say again? Mace does not have a lot of luck with, with cold in this movie. No, no, he does not. 
Okay, yeah, and, and then the break off bit, and then the eyes. Oh, it's just fucking up. No, he doesn't. It's um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, Kappa gets sliced in the stomach. Corazon gets yeah. stabbed with the swirly thing. Oh, here we go. And then, yeah, and then fucking hell, Harvey. Like, poor guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was not a bad idea for Harvey. Jesus. It is weird that he was the second in command, though. Yeah, it is a little bit strange. But then when you think about it, it's, it kind of makes sense that, you know, pilots are never in command. You've always got the, the captain, and then it, it's the next most senior person. It just seems like, you know, he's been with the space program the longest. And, yeah, and I suppose, like, the, the scientists on board, so, like, Corazon and Kappa wouldn't be in command of the ship. No. Why would they? They're essentially passengers almost. Um, yeah, yeah. Here, yeah, there we go. He's gonna fucking sun it. And there's. That kind of kind of thing. It's like I like that sound. Like, what is that roar? Yeah. Is that God? It it cuts and then it cuts out as well. You 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 don't see him turn a duster. Use no clothes or anything like that. It's a much more dignified death than we've just had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, quite. Yeah. Now, here we go, and now, like, the panic's over, and now it's, okay, so how did that happen? Yeah. It's a, it's a sit-down room and discuss it, and it's where they all, you know, come to the idea that it's actually, it's better one because they're not, they're not even considering the fact that there's somebody on Icarus 1. Hmm. We would not even touch on the fact that they're called Icarus. <laughs> It's a, a stupid name for this ship. Yeah. It really, 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 really is. That's 100% fair enough. Yeah. You, but you, you can see them being called that, but it is a stupid name to call them. Yeah. In reference to what Icarus, the, the actual tale itself. Yes. And the question, I suppose, here is, do you think that Sevens would have actually gone through with it had he not found him the way he found him? Well, it's... It's a question, isn't it? I, I, I think he probably would have. I think he probably would have, but he was, he was relieved and saddened that... That he didn't have to. I mean, that he didn't have to, yeah. It's not saddened that he didn't have to, but relieved he didn't have to, but saddened that... The Benny Wong's character felt so bad that he did what he did and he yeah. died. No, absolutely. You know, that he felt that bad, you know, but they just say, you know, he, he, he was right, he took responsibility. Yeah. 
you know, here you've got Rose Byrne again. You know, she's the one who she's not a scientist. She's not. You know, her mission is to get it there and get it back, which you know encapsulates getting everybody there and everybody back. Mm. You know, and that's where she she wavers. You know, Michelle Yeoh's thing is to generate enough vegetation to generate enough oxygen to get them there and back. Well, it isn't generating enough oxygen. I've got enough oxygen to get them there and back. She has, if Bennett Wong's no longer there. Mm. And it, it, it's those, it's it, it's appropriating the mentality towards what their, what their mission is. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I like here that he says unanimous vote, she doesn't vote for it. And he, he stands up, I'm sorry, Cassie, and she doesn't shout him or anything. It's just like, make it easy on him you know it's like okay it, it is what it is they don't have a, sh- a shouting match about it or anything like that it's I like how withdrawn everybody is by this point you know it just it feels like how it would be and how the lighting is blue and grey um, you know it, it it is just appropriate like there were a lot more colours going on earlier on in the film and now it, it, f- it feels very drab and there you go I mean like so that I mean, obviously, there is a sign that someone is on board. That's the first. Yeah, but he doesn't blink. He just doesn't. He, he doesn't, just doesn't notice. No, it, 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 it doesn't. It's not a thing for him. It's you know, he doesn't go. Oh, I wonder where they've got. You know, they've gone how long? Two and a half years they've been on it. Why wouldn't it have gone? Why wouldn't a couple of them have got blessed? Hmm. Yeah, no, quite. And I, we're of the thinking that Trey did just do himself in here, aren't we? Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd say so. I don't think Pinback has got him. You know, he's got one of them there. He's got one of the little words. Yeah, so he's things. got one, and then Pinback has got one. Exactly. But yeah, I, I, I think there's, there's no there's no argument to state that, that, that he's not he's not Pinbacker's first victim. Mm. There is no real ever sort of properly shouting at each other and getting in each other's face. It's all like it's all quite calm, you know, up until this moment. Yeah. Also, as well, the fact that they, they don't they don't make Kappa this meek, nerdy. Physicist. No, I, no. I mean, like it's it's one of the only times that he does kind of explode, you know. And um, I don't know. There's there's kind of a grudging respect there, but also an alpha male kind of thing as well, um, which or just a primal thing, which I think is interesting. Um, you know, I like the whole kind of like there's not enough oxygen there, so they just. Run out of breath. That's that's a that's a good little touch. This film it zips along at a hell of a pace. Yeah, wow. it, it it does. We're, we're an hour and we're an hour and ten in, you know, and yeah, we, we you know we've been talking about it's, it's, it's a different kind of way of watching, but you know, I 
think we all both watched this yesterday and you've seen it dozens of times. Um, and I've I've seen it a few times. I like it with my second. This is my second watch, but anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm versed enough in in the film, but it's still it's still very very watchable. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, this is the area we get the the first kind of moment where you know they realise shit. There's somebody else on board. Mm. In fact, he argues with it at first. We argues with this kicker at first. And then from here, it just kind of doesn't stop until the end. Yeah, no, you, 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 you've got this. Is this is I suppose is is the start of the sort of final act, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very nice shots here as well. The green hue behind it. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 it's a shot very much of its time. You know, it's a color palette that's quite used quite strongly around this time, but it's used to great effect here. And you can see there's a there's a there's an element of alien kicking in here. Oh, for sure. Certainly, you know, it's it, it, it's been looming around it quite a lot, but it, it's very prevalent. I I was thinking this this little scene here. Mm. I love these little flashes as well. Yeah, that's a great shot, Alder. Mm. And then putting back through, you know, it's, it's it's a wonderful little sequence. I think it's I think it's one of the strongest sequences in the film for me. Mm. No, absolutely. Is he on a scooter? Yeah. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, like, that. like it's a large large ship and whatnot. You know, you need a way to get around. Just give people scooters. It's a fun little touch. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 never, I never noticed that until just then. Thought, wait a minute, is it a fucking scooter? Mm. And then we're introduced to him back. Now, what was the thinking behind the whenever you see him, everything shakes? It's is that is that a supernatural element to him, or a? It's always it's kind of a bit of a, just a strange one. That I've always wondered where that idea for that visual came from. Yeah, I mean the. The guy is essentially a a mystery, you know. He he is a figure that makes no sense, as you know. As as I was saying earlier on, like the whole third act, it's kind of like feeding into that whole. No one yeah. really knows what could happen in this this place at this time. Because um, Kappa's not looking at him here like a person. He's looking at me like a, what the fuck is this? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is around the time when Mark Strong was in every film, isn't it? Yeah, this this was... Yeah, like, he was in Robin Hood, he was in Body of Lies, he was in this... Um, he was in Rock and Roller, I think. Yeah, it, it just he was popping up all over the bloody place. He seems to have calmed that down of late. Yeah, from in the. Five years between Sunshine 2007 and Zero Dark Thirty, he's in 21 films. Jesus fucking Christ. And what I'll say is all of them are films. 
like proper films. Yeah. None of them are. Oh fucking! I've never heard of that. You, you've heard of all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that glow that's around him. Is that something that just the, the audience we're seeing? Is that how? Is that how is is that how they see it? No, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I think certainly in the the sequence where he's in the um, in the observatory, it is how he's being seen. But like this this bit here, I think is for the audience, you know, like the the the, the way that that like the image is kind of splitting in two and whatnot. Um, is it so that we we never focus on the monster? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, from a filmmaking point of view, I think it kind of is that. And, you know, people have criticised the kind of the smeary portrayal of of Pinbacker. But I think it's a horror trope, though. Never. Yeah, never show the monster. Never show it. It's a horror trope. Never, never show the monster. You know, if you show the monster, you show it up, up, all up there and everything's out rather than in the shadows or around, then you can start, it, you can focus on it. Once you can focus on it and you can see it, it can stop becoming scary. No, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I think it's a way more interesting visual. I mean, like just there, like kind of almost bloody feet print there. Um, I think it's a more interesting visual than a guy with major sunburn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, Corazon, you should be focusing on your surroundings and not just on the little green shoot. Yeah, that she fucking picks in a minute. That's also true. Bitch. Oh, the grim death that you don't really. Yeah, that's a pretty rough one. That is. Yeah. Yeah, prick pinbacker. Prick backer. Yes. Prick backer. Yeah, literally. Mm. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised to see him literally there, just kind of like flick it, flick that. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> That fucking looks like a nasty old bloody chest wound as well, doesn't it? Like, just that looks really bad. It does look like it smarts a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. But he just he looks at it and goes, ah, he literally says, ow. <laughs> well, the thing is, I think, like, adrenaline's kind of going, though, isn't it? It's like, it just, if he focuses on it, then it's like, oh, shit, yeah, but he's got other shit he has to be getting on with um, he's put the, the best on and that's a compression thing and that will it will help stem it really mm. 
Because with her, you got, yeah, Cassie, she, she's, she's has no idea of the shit that's going down, does she? No, quite. Well, I mean, neither did Cora's on, for, in fairness. You know, they're all just and kind of doing their own thing. and Which makes sense, considering how isolated you probably would feel in that situation. Hmm. But all the internal scene, I think now, yeah, you know, they are, they are so reminiscent of, of Alien. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's... Which, which um, is not a problem, it's not a criticism, it's... It, but it's there's even shades of apocalypse now, there. Mm. Oh, no, oh, of course, yeah, for sure there are. Yeah, I mean, it, it is... It it is basically this bit. It it does turn into a slasher film for ten minutes or so. I mean, I think after this, it it gets more interesting again. But there is ever so slightly a sense of just like it's a monster on a spaceship for a little bit, um, and it it does. I think it does kind of stem from the fact that they got a little bit lost in the weeds with what to actually do in the third act. Um, it's and just, the treading water a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's it, fine. It, it still looks nice. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's just there is like a, maybe a five-minute section in this film which isn't as good as everything else in the film. <laughs> you know... Uh, you know, which is which is fine, but I think it's when like I always question whether this or Alien would be categorised as my favourite film, and I think it probably would be Alien just because that film genuinely does not have an ounce of fat on it. Like there, there is, yeah, it it really doesn't. Whereas this, it just ever so slightly in this section does just dip off, and it doesn't make me love it less. Um, but it is where I can understand where people might have problems with it. I mean, like particularly in the Cassie bits, this, you know, this this is horror movie stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is without question. Yeah, he delves straight into full world horror here, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm. But at least they try and make it visually interesting. Like you know, like the shots are interesting, and the little the the, the, the bits with Pinbacker. Um, but then you know you've got a bit of a jump scare there, where it where it cuts to uh, to Mace like coming out of that thing loudly. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd I'd happily watch a uh, a kind of a horror movie then. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I mean, Cassie doesn't want to get some blow in there, doesn't she? Mm. It's obviously a horrible sequence, this, with, with Mace having a definite um, cooler to try and get this thing working. God. You know this is never going to end well. The thing is, you have to kind of think, though, if um, Mace got into a fight with Pinbacker, it'd be kind of like, you'd kind of bet on Mace to win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you probably would do, actually, yeah. 
Yeah, here she is. I'm all in a little flower. Bitch. Could provide them all, got some needed that one little flower. It's just selfish. You know, I think it's unless interesting. He's, unless, unless he's done that, unless he's put her there. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that he's he's put her in this position, though, because it kind of just does show that he killed all the crew. They weren't all, like, there just, like, embracing the sunlight. He probably went mad, killed all of them, and then um, stuck oh, yeah. him in there and put them on in full sunlight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if you're going to be stuck there for seven years, you've got to occupy your time somehow. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But again, like I said, this is where it kind of is now venturing out of the what is venturing back into yes. uh, sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, it's, yeah, exactly, it's getting out of that stretch. It's essentially, like, from when the lights go off, it goes horror film, and then when the lights come back on, it kind of gets back to what it was. Um, you know, and even with, like, Mace dying here, he's like, mission, mission, mission. Yeah. He's so lucky. My <laughs> guy. Yeah. <laughs> you really just get put through the rigor. Yeah, man. Just what he thinks he got it. You know, he's both freezing to death and having his leg crushed. Yeah. Fuck's sake. And this is the capper realizing, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's all me now, and realizing what he's got to do. Yeah, there we go. Sorry, falling into that bad habit of just watching the fucking film. Um, oh, I love blowtorches. Um, yeah, just like, I love that, oh god, the scale of the fucking ship against the sun, and it's just, this thing is so fucking is small it? against this big bastard. Yeah, it is. It, 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 it's like, it, it, it's the bad guy in the background, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, straight up. You know, it's never, and this is such a clever, 
this again is this is a sequence born out of uh, having a having a physicist there to tell you well they could do this this might work mm. would it work well I don't know they've never tried it but in theory it could work mm. yeah I know for you sure know, it's that you can see the ideas behind it, and you can see it. They're, they're not just gone. Oh, and you know, Danny Boyle and fucking is it Alex Garland uh, wrote it, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, haven't thought of this. And if they have, it's right. Is there a scientific way you could get the door off? Yeah, everything. We'll do this, I suppose. Cool. <laughs> The little look of this is gonna suck just before it happens <laughs> as well is yeah. And then that that of was that ah oh, shit. I hope she was dead. <laughs> yeah, because he has no idea at that point if she was. No, quite. <laughs> well, it's just mission, 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 isn't it? Yeah, it is. There's a lot of mission missions. Yeah, it's very much like that in this film when you think about it. Yeah. And also the weird the juxtaposition that uh, that two of the crew are froze to death when they're that close to the sun. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. It's such a You know, there's two of them. Uh, two of them have been burned to death, and two of them have froze to death. Mm. Here comes the music again. And again, really well used here, I think. Yeah. And I, I think this, I think it's moments like this that that, that that cause people's issues with the fact that you've got Pinbacker in the background. I think there's an argument to be made that there's enough shit that could go wrong that you don't need a, a, a killer there as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, like, cause I suppose gravity kind of, like, goes goes on that trajectory. Um, it does, but what I'll say there is, uh, you've got like show, gravity, and... I think it's something like in, into the mix in that. I'll watch Sunshine again after this. I bought it on iTunes. I'm glad I bought it. I've got installed on iTunes and I will watch that numerous times. I've seen Gravity once at the cinema and thought it was all right. I, I, I don't need to watch it again, to be honest. Yeah. It's not got the... It's not got what these guns are have. It's a, such a fucking great piece of music. I know we said it last time, but it really is. Yeah. It's so well paced and timed and used here. You've got him falling over in a space suit and it's just this... Just wanting to give up but knowing he can't. Mm. You know, the exertion of get up, get up, get up, get up. You know, it's the fighting, fatigue, fear, lack of oxygen. I, I think everything plays it really well as well. Though. Like, it's... He's a never. He, he, he's one of those who never delivers a bad performance. No, straight up. 
Like, the way he's, like, kind of rising up there, you know, it's just, like, he looks like he's making so much effort, even though, you know, he's probably just his head in the hair, not actually doing the movements, but it's done so well. Mm. It's a great shot here as well. Mm. That shot giving the idea of you know scale etc and yeah. the you know, distance that we've got that you know that this isn't a this isn't easy what he's about to do no, it's right. you know it's giving that that element to it. Yeah, pulling out from it just adds more to the mm. showing you that this is getting you know, the the longer he waits, the farther it is to go. Yeah. No, sorry, I'm just watching it now. Sorry. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't blame. I don't blame you. Uh, oh, again, the, way, the scale again in tiny in there. And the the way it's like it cuts to like his his dream as well, you know. And yeah, it, it, even closing his eyes is an escape from what he's doing. Yeah. Fucking hell! Because as well, that that's it, it's not just that it's it's a jump to death as well. Yeah, totally. You know, I mean, I know you look at what's happening with Chris now, and he's going to die on there anyway. But it, it, it's a he's making a choice here to. To go on there and to try and do what he's got to do, it's like I say, it's back to mission, mission, mission. That we we see there the next scene he's in. <laughs> Sorry, we see him there, but we don't see him getting the door open or anything like that. He's just in. And of course, here, here's the thought in it. He can't see that. That's true. You know, we see it. Yeah. That is what we didn't get, like you were saying, on Icarus 1. We don't get but we get it there. The thing is, I, I, almost think you, I almost think you need it there, because otherwise people are just going to be like, what, he's there as well? That's fucking ridiculous. And at least it prepares you there. Yeah. But it's like, okay, alright, he got on there before he did. Fair enough, then. Yeah. Well, so did um, Cassie. Was better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's now that they are delving into the beyond the realms what they can what yes. they can predict. Yes. Okay, like, so saying, like, it's he has even speaking to God. Oh, this is grim as well. Yeah. Oh. 
Skins become yes. so sharp that it literally falls off. off. Oh! Yeah, that's a pretty rough way to be going, that. Fair play, fuck you know. Yeah, it, it even hurts him. But you can see that it's spinning round. It's going. It's just levelled out. Yeah. Or there's an artificial gravity. He's kicked in something. Why, why question it? He's <laughs> mm. the point. No, absolutely. It's because he doesn't explain it. If it had explained it, people would have a problem with it explaining it. Mm. But he doesn't explain it. So that people have a problem with it. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I like the fact that you don't get a, like a big final confrontation with Pinbacker. Doesn't jump down, no. like that. And that's it, isn't it, for Pinbacker? That's all yeah. even there. Yeah. Yeah, I say it's a very. very That's it. You know, it, it's almost like he's become a forgotten figure. Mm. No, I mean that's a bit. But I mean, it's it, like he knows there's no point in in jumping down there because what you know, what's it going to achieve? Um, yeah, we'll just move out of the way. Yeah, yeah. The fact that here it looks like it might work as well. He's starting to think, God, no, not, not, not now. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, a great visual though. Oh, for sure. And yeah, I mean, obviously, this it's not official gravity, like you say, because otherwise he'd be spinning around yeah. all over the fucking place at the moment. It is. That's what that's what all of the the bits are around the side of the thing. Yeah. It's not official gravity, which of course they've created because they've been walking around a fucking spaceship for the past what is it, yeah. and nobody's given two shits of a fucking care. Yeah. Now, I love this moment. I fucking love this moment. Time and space. You can't tell what's going on now. And it's like he's like living within this moment for longer than he should be. Yeah. It's fantastic. We're seeing, we're seeing slow-mo everything. This is the, we're seeing what he's experiencing, yeah. not what's actually happened. And the way that like his skin is, you know, it's, it's kind of blistering as well you know I I love it it's that that fucking shot of the the sun meeting the big bang it's uh, like the mini big bang it's wonderful Um, and then we get Earth for the first time Yeah, and then there's that weirdness there of 
No, we lost. It'd be cold. We get no Sunford. Yeah, I mean, the sun, yeah, yeah, the sun dying, so, you know, it's there, but it's not really doing anything. Um, and, you know, it's weird as well, like, that video thing that she's watching it on, that kind of felt quite high-tech back then, and now it's just... Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe not as thin as she had it there, but apart from that, you know, I mean, like, iPhone was... Um, was that only just like off the ground at that point? Was it? I think maybe I don't even think it would have been just. I think it maybe just come out. Hmm. And that that reveal of the uh, the Sydney Opera House as well is a great touch. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I don't like the end the closing credits song. Sorry. I don't like the closing credits song. This piece of music. No, it's it. It, it feels. It, it's a it, bit. It makes it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go on. It makes it feel a little bit like a a horror film, like a like a slash film. Which is... Indeed. Yeah. Oh, and what is in a minute when you get the. Um, when you get the film played back in in short in the credits. Yeah, um Boyle basically said that he was like, Well, you know, we paid for all this effects work, which I thought was really, really great, and I just wanted to put it on again. <laughs> it's really, I, I never noticed that. That it literally it shows the movie again. Yeah. In about thirty seconds we start to see the movie again. It's it's really it's it, all right, I suppose asking you the um, because the reason why, obviously, the reason why we, we did this as a, a commentary is because uh, it's such an important movie to yourself, um, and it is. Uh, previously, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure where it's done today with you, but it has previously been your, you know, for a number of years, your your favourite film. Um, and is it, does it still take that title, or is it a? Is it a some days it's this, some days it's alien. Yeah, I mean, it switches. It, it totally does. I mean, like, it. it's just... For me, there's nothing as strong as the two sequences with Adagio in D minor um, uh, in, in the entirety of Alien for me. Mm. Um, but Alien doesn't have that five-minute section. Um it doesn't have... I mean, yes, it's got a horror movie kind of villain, but it's one of the best horror movie villains of all time, so you can kind of let it be. Um, it just... It's... Uh, it was an experience that I had in the cinema, which I have not had since, where... The, the, everything all together just clicked on such a high level for me at the time that I felt like I was walking on air when I came out of it. Like, I was stunned. Um, and I get, like, muscle memory almost of that every time I, every time I watch the film. Um, yeah. So it, it just, it completely works on, on that level for me. And just... The highs of sunshine, I think, are 
pretty fucking un, un, unrivaled, frankly. For and it is it is a, a subjective thing. Objectively, I understand people's. Pro- I understand some of people's problems with with Sunshine. I think that. People just decrying the third act completely. I don't think are, are 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 watching the whole of the third act. I think they're watching that five, maybe ten minutes. If if you're being uh, particularly um, ungenerous, and just coming out with that opinion. But the 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 I, I mean, the, uh, like I say, after the lights come on in the ship again, I think it completely goes up again. Um, yeah, I, I it just it it remains an all time great experience for me. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's good. That it, it's it's always interesting in the fact that you know you get a lot of um, there's a, there's a lot of sort of always similar films kind of tried out as being you know the greatest films of all time. And, you know, there's there's some that they're deserving to be there. You know, even myself, my. I do think the greatest one of all time is is Apocalypse Now, sure. um, which you know you'll find a number of people um, you know will will have that um, as, as you know as the greatest movie of all time or in or around the top ten, etc. Whereas um, for someone like yourself and I, and also no uh, our comic book correspondent, um, you know yours is. Up there in the one-two position for yourself is um, is Sunshine for no, you know, his favorite film of all time is, is Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. It's 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 always sort of refreshing when somebody throws out a a different film because you can kind of go, huh, okay, why? And it's you know because you, you, you can't just have that that answer of because it's you know for mine it's it's popular. You know, that's, yeah. that's the answer. That isn't actually the answer I give. It, it, the answer I give is because it, it's it's madness encapsulated in a film. That film can never be remade. Yeah. My number two movie is, is, is First Blood. Yeah. You know, which I was thinking, you know, do you know what? In, you know, the next time we get a break... Um, oh, mate, yeah, totally. Let's do it. In what is it? We should do a... a, um, a, a, a a first blood commentary. You know, we Love can't it. do my favourite film because it's Apocalypse Now and it's three hours long and it's it's too long for a commentary or something like that. Um, but first blood would be an interesting I think, commentary I do. You know, and I think the thing what that I was very much looking forward to and I think that oh, this is what our, our listeners have got uh, out of this was was hearing somebody who has such an affinity for the film talk about the film and the reasons why they've got an affinity and things like that was always the really interesting thing, which is when you said, should we do Sunshine as a commentary? I thought straight away, yes, absolutely. Because I get to listen to you talk about a film that you love for the film's duration, which is it is, is fascinating to listen to the reasons why I like this and I like this. And this, I don't like this bit, but this is what this bit was and this is what this bit was. It's always sort of fascinating. It's, you know, it's that type of thing where where commentaries make sense. It is because of those types of things. Uh, yeah, well, thank you for uh, thank you for giving me the t- chance to talk about it. I mean, it just, as, I mean, as well as the visual, visuals and audio, I mean, I just, I, the, the I mean, I, I really love the story. I, the, you know, in a perfect world, would I get a bit more of exploration of Pinbacker? Sure, but what I've got here is absolutely is absolutely fine by me. Um, 
but yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity. And yes, let's totally do first blood next time. Cool. Um, just to point out that uh, our poll for our feature comedy oh, poll. God, um, I haven't seen the results here. Okay, yeah, do it. Definitely not shit. Seventy-eight percent. Fucking right. Touching cost seventeen percent. You can see why people get that with the you know the I would think of those seventeen percent I would say ninety percent will be like the first two thirds don't like the third sure that uh, and shit only five percent ah well fuck you <laughs> so I think that's you know I think there's always one person that just puts shit just to be a dick <laughs> nah well if you don't like it you don't like it <laughs> if you don't like it you don't like it it's that thing yeah. Um, so next week is Fate of the Furious. Uh, yes. I think we're going to be joined by Noel for it. Um, I think we are. I think that's Darcy's plan. I think we're also going to uh, double uh, double review that with uh, Need for Speed because why not? Um, I'm yeah. actually quite looking forward to rewatching that. To be fair, I, I, I am as well. Actually, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, and we're also going to do Interior Lever Bar. I'm not too sure whether Noel's going to be joining us for that particular bit or not, but we shall. Uh, I, 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 I genuinely hope he is. I, I, so do I. So do I. Don't get me wrong. So do I. Uh, but yeah, other than that, my name's Ian Loring. He's uh, Mark Foster. Mark Foster. Uh, thank you very much. Yes, thank you guys. And I really need a wee. So, bye. Bye.